With all the recent storms, the power has gone out all over Davis, including the co-op grocery store. From the Blue Devil Hub, this is the news cycle. I'm Nana Rigor, and today is Monday, January 23rd. The co-op has lost their power, which is something a store with produce does its best to avoid. But the power outage may have been a good thing. It was Saturday night, the 7th of January. The wind tore through the trees, the rain sounded like it was about to burst every window pane. And suddenly, the power at the Davis Food Co-op shut off. We have sensors on our refrigerators that some of our managers get notifications for when they go out. And so they were notified kind of leading into that Sunday that we were going into uh, a situation where we weren't going to have power. That's Vince Marchese, the marketing manager at the co-op. He helped spearhead what would become a multi-day race against the clock to save the groceries, produce, and perishables. We knew that a big storm was coming. Um, We got lucky the previous weekend. So we actually had rented a backup generator and some um, backup refrigeration equipment already. At first, they had no estimate as to when the power would be restored. You're kind of in limbo, right? You don't know how long the power is going to be out. You don't know how much you need to like rush to get things into the backup refrigeration if necessary. The freezers would hold their temperature for six to eight hours if no one opened the doors. But if the outage continued, they'd have to act quickly. Turns out they did. So yeah, Sunday, that was really the emphasis was just moving as much into that mobile refrigeration unit as possible um, and hoping that the power would come back. And then it did. For a few hours on Sunday, the power was restored. And so we were under the impression that we'd be able to open back up on Monday. But that didn't last long. As suddenly as the power went back on, it shut off. And it stayed off much longer this time around. And that's when we started changing gears. PG&E told them that the power wouldn't be restored for a couple of days much too long for any of the refrigerators to preserve perishable products. So we needed to find any avenue of saving the food that we could. Luckily, one of their produce vendors, Veritable Vegetables, had a refrigerated truck they could lend the co-op. And so that's when I started reaching out to Yolo Food Bank and uh, the UC Davis Pantry, along with Davis Community Meals and Housing, mm-hmm. to try to get them to come in and, um, and get some of that frozen food. Over the next couple of days, the co-op donated frozen foods, produce, and breads. It was a little over $60,000 worth of, of food. The organizations that received this food were ecstatic. You just see the gratitude that comes along with that. And then the part that was really the most heartwarming for me in those conversations is them explaining how grateful the people that are going to receive that food is. This crisis really forced him to look at the bigger picture. You know, we are a grocery store, but at the end of the day, we're a community institution. And so we need to be keeping everybody in the community in mind and all that we do. And I think the power outage was a a blessing in disguise in that way because that food helped so many people. And it gave us a reminder of like what's actually important and what we're doing. On January 12th, five days after the power initially went out, it was finally restored. The refrigerators rushed to life and pretty soon carts were moving in and out of the doors and people were crowding back into the store. For the News Cycle, I'm Max Davis-Housefield. Avatar The Way of Water has now grossed $2 billion in the box office, and the hub's Lucas Liu gives his review. Avatar The Way of Water has been in theaters for over a month, a sequel to the highest grossing movie ever made, Avatar, and it did not disappoint.
closing in on nearly $2 billion in the box office, this sequel has released in over 160 languages across the globe. We see the return of fan favorites, Jake Sully and Neytiri, played by Sam Worthington and Zoe Saldana, as well as the introduction of new faces, including their children, Neteam, Loak, and Tuktire, played by Jamie Flatters, Chloe Coleman, and Trinity Bliss. The movie is entirely CGI, taking place in the fictional world, Pandora. The world is inhabited by the Navi, a species of blue humanoid figures living in harmony with nature. Jake Sully, Neytiri, and their children flee as humans look to exploit the world's resources, as well as take revenge for foiling their plans in the first Avatar movie. The movie is a great mix of new technology through the mesmerizing graphics as well as a great storyline that continued on well from the first movie. The only complaint would be that the movie just took too long. Some scenes dragged out and the movie itself would take over three hours. However, if you are looking for a blast from the past and have a good chunk of time available, this movie will be perfect for your entertainment. For the news cycle, this is Lucas Liu reporting. For students that don't have access to computers at home, Davis High allows them to check out a Chromebook. But is the district running out of them? This school year has started out rough with a lack of Chromebooks. Since classwork and homework are worked heavily through computers, the demand for Chromebooks is very high. Davis High's library oversees and makes sure every student who needs Chromebooks can get them with the district supplying them with the Chromebooks. The main reason the school now has a lack of Chromebooks is because the school district slowed down their purchasing of new Chromebooks. Shortage right now is more the district needs to purchase more. Davis High's librarian Bruce Cummings discussed what the issue is as of right now. But Chromebooks have a built-in life expectancy. They, they use the Chrome operating system, so as Google updates the Chrome operating system, it pushes out these software updates so the devices get the newest software. Mm -hmm. And the actual devices This has affected the amount of Chromebooks the school has and now insinuates there are not enough Chromebooks for the student. So the district isn't providing a Chromebook for everybody, even though it does expect everybody to have one. Uh, the, the intent is that everybody who needs one can get one from the district. But as I've just said, we're... I have four students right now waiting for a Chromebook. Four students who enrolled over yeah. the past week or so, so came here, got their ID card, we gave them their, their textbooks, got them set up so they know how to log in, but I have no Chromebook to give them yet. Yeah. Students share their experience with the lack of Chromebooks being pushed out and have this to say. Times during the worst of times, like when I need to do a presentation or, and I don't have any laptops or anything, but this is senior Nomar Palos giving his experience with the lack of Chromebooks. Should be held really accountable. It's mostly the students that don't return their Chromebooks. So please turn in your Chromebooks, students. But nonetheless, they should have some kind of system, like send emails like every other day, like please return your Chromebooks or something. Well, that's our show for today. The News Cycle is a production of the Blue Devil Hub in association with the Dave Center Prize. Daniel Ruiz Jimenez writes our theme music. The program is produced by Maria Anderson and Ronnie Brevard. Our executive producer is Elliot Dion. 
We're trying to grow our listeners. Make sure to share the news cycle with your friends. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on the web at bluedoublehub.com. Don't miss our radio broadcast Monday at 8, Tuesday at noon on 95.7 KDRT. You can also follow the Hub on social media. We're on Instagram at Blue Devil Hub and on Twitter at DHS Hub. Stay safe, have a good week, and we'll see you next time.